Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. If you use a smart speaker, you can always ask Alexa to enable the SOS radio skill. The unemployment rate in the state of Nevada a year ago was 3.7%. But then this past November in 2020, it was about 10.1%. It's almost triple what it was that prior year. Nevada is one of only three states with an unemployment rate in the double digits. And we're actually talking about how we walk through these rough seasons with author Dale Kreinkamp today here on SOS Radio. How are you, Dale? Scott, I'm wonderful. Thanks for bringing me on. Dale, you're a human resources executive. You help people get jobs. You talk to people about identity. You help out at your church with that as well. And it's interesting because jobs somehow tie into our identity in a weird way, even though that's not how God intended them. <laughs> that really is, Scott. And one of the challenges that we often have is we get so linked that when we lose the job, we don't know who we are. Think about it when we introduce ourselves so often. We'll introduce ourselves with our name and then what we do for a vocation rather than the things that are most important. I know I did. So I would say, hi, I'm Dale Crankamp. I'm the head of human resources for. But then all of a sudden when I was unemployed, I didn't have that to say to anybody. And even though there were far more important things, my family, my children, my grandchildren, it just was hard. You know, Dale, you're the president of a consultancy firm called Thriving Through Transitions, and your plans to help people thrive in the face of change, and this past year obviously brought a lot of that, but losing a job leaves you with a lot of questions, and the experience is something you've literally been through twice, so not only are you helping people find jobs from an HR perspective, you've also walked through that on your own side. What did you learn about yourself? <laughs> well, I learned many things about myself, some that I liked, some that I didn't like. It's not an easy journey. So often I'm a type A personality. So I learned that all of a sudden I didn't control things and I couldn't make things happen. And I had to bow and acknowledge that God was in control, not me. And that was a tough lesson for me. And at the same time on that journey, I found the goodness in people, people who are willing to reach out and help. And that's something important for your audience right now. There are people that really do care. Sometimes they don't know what to do, but they care and they want to help. And there are so many people that will reach out and help and get you through this journey. Challenging experiences can really strengthen who we are inside. And they can strengthen our emotions. I'm Scott Harold on SWS Radio. Unemployment? is no exception. And Dale Crankamp is a human resources executive. And Dale, in your latest book, you talk about how God allows us to experience things that are often challenging and not fun, but he uses those a lot of the time to actually strengthen us, like intentional ways. Like after he strengthens us, he also challenges us to do that for others who are in similar positions. Absolutely. In fact, one of the reasons I wrote the book, Scott, is I wanted to give back. I wanted to give to others to help them through that journey. He prepares us for everything in advance that we're going to go through. We sometimes don't think so, but he prepares us. And then he asks us to help others. And so those people today in your audience that have been unemployed before, boy, I hope they're reaching out to those that are unemployed to say, how can I help you? What can I do? And those that are going through that journey right now, when they get through, don't forget it, reach out and help somebody else. Because we need people that understand what we're going through. There's kind of a loneliness of unemployment, loneliness that you spend a lot of time by yourself looking for a job, but also people don't understand what they're going through. 
You know, you wrote a book called How Long, Oh Lord, How Long. It's basically devotions for the unemployed and for those who love them. And there's one in there I love. It says, but I'm still angry, Dale. <laughs> it's like, you know, you with a company for a long time. You know, you have relationships with your coworkers and your boss and something happens and then you're out on the street. And even if you were the one that made a serious sidestep and you want forgiveness and you didn't get the forgiveness and you feel like, oh, I've just got that anger. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> Anger is one of the most difficult things for us to deal with. Sometimes it's getting rid of the anger that we acknowledge. Sometimes we have anger underneath us that we just don't even acknowledge. We don't think, well, I'm not angry, and yet we really are. And we have to get rid of that because in order for us to move forward, you have to dump it. You have to let it go. And if somebody in your audience is listening to this and they're dealing with anger, maybe it's the person who lets you go. Maybe it's just anger at the circumstances. You need to give it over to God and let him have it. And that might mean closing a door and screaming and hollering at the top of your lungs. It might be writing it in a journal, right? Weekly, what's going on in your thoughts and mind, or talk to somebody, a professional counselor, or a pastor. But you got to move and you got to get past it. You got to forgive those that might have hurt you in order to move on, because we can't control what happened to us. We do control our attitude and we do control our actions and what we do moving forward. Isolation affects our identity, and too many of us put our identity in our specific jobs, and that's different than having a passion or a purpose for your work. We're actually talking with Dale Cryenkamp today at SWS Radio, and he's a human resources executive and a consultant. And Dale, a lot of times we get beat up into thinking that we're walking through a valley of life when we're just facing something that's a season. Or maybe we go through something where we put our identity in our job. We didn't realize we put our identity in our job, but then we feel isolated when we don't have that anymore. And you wonder, who am I if I'm not a person who does? <laughs> what have you learned about identity and jobs where maybe our passion and our purpose for work is different than what we do for a living? I think my personal experience was to, I had to disconnect the identity that who I was as an executive who I was in a leadership position wasn't the most important. I had to realize whose I was was more important, that I was God's child in this process. And that's hard sometimes for us because we aspire to something. You know, part of our career might be to be a particular type of job. And when we attain that job, we think, aha, I've made it. And so when you lose that, that becomes even more difficult for people. And it really becomes important to shift. I like the word that you use, purpose. We need purpose for where we're going and what we're doing next. And so often people use a job as a way to make money, but they don't get a lot of joy out of it. And I think it's really important for people to seek out work that uses their gifts and skills and abilities that God's equipped them with. And then in addition to that, something that they get joy out of. There are a lot of things that I'm capable of doing, but they don't always give me joy. So what gives you joy? And use that as you seek out what you're going to do next. Dale, when most companies make you apply for jobs online, what do you suggest for people who have the experience for the job and they're passionate about the job, but they want to cut through the internet to grab the recruiter's attention on the other side of that computer? What do you suggest? You know, it's really hard to get through to the recruiter themselves, but one of the things that you can do is to 
network. So network is the process of growing the people that know us. And if you're interested in a particular company, try and meet other people within that company. Get a chance to know them and let those people be your advocate for reaching out to the recruiter or the hiring manager. Too often we're passive in this and think that the only way I look for a job is I watch on the internet to see what jobs are out there and I apply. If you want to work for a particular company or there's a job, who can you meet? Who can you get to know? And again, if they like you, they're going to go to the hiring manager and say, hey, I met this person. You really should talk to them or make sure you take a closer look at this. So it's through people. And the best way is going to be others within that organization will be good to help you there. It's funny, Dale. You see all these jobs post on like LinkedIn and different websites and things, or you know, people share job postings and things on social media. But I don't feel like I've ever met somebody that said that they blindly applied for a job that they saw an ad for and got it. <laughs> yeah, in fact, that's probably pretty rare. Are there things you can do with your resume to help that cut through with all the digital bots that their job is basically just to weed you out? Well, the process that they are going through, it's very impersonal, but it's intended to help narrow the field. So that automatic tracking system is really taking a look and saying, do you have the skills the employer says they're looking for? Do you have the experience? And that's what they're pulling off of your resume. And so you almost need to be focusing your resume on the job description that you're looking at rather than saying, I have a resume. And I'm going to send that to every place that there's a job opening. No, you probably need to custom your resume toward the company that you're looking for so that that tracking system will find the key words that are in your resume that match up with what they're looking for. We're talking with Dale Cryenkamp today at SWIS Radio. We're talking about unemployment. You know, it's one thing when you're unemployed, but it's another thing when you have a spouse or a son or a daughter who's unemployed that's really been struggling. And Dale, what are the best things that we can do to encourage that spouse when they're just feeling hopeless? Like, I'm trying everything. I applied for a million things. Nobody's coming back. They don't say I have this experience. The internet doesn't like me. I'm glad you're talking about spouses because that's huge in a job search. And so let me talk about spouses from two angles. First, the angle that the spouse is often forgotten when someone's in a job search. So when I was in a job search, people would often ask my wife, how's Dale doing? But they rarely said, Deb, how are you doing? And the spouse is on that same job search. So it's important to acknowledge and support the person who is married to the person who's out of work. Now, as far as what can the spouse do the most? They are the cheerleader. They are the encourager. There's a phrase that my wife would use often to me, and it was really meaningful to me because she said, I'm proud of you. Proud of you that you're staying with it in the job search. When your spouse says they're proud of you, that's important. The other thing that she said is, I appreciate that you're being faithful to the process. So you haven't quit. You've gotten up every day because they don't control the results. They only control their efforts. And when my spouse acknowledged that, that was really important. So if you have someone in your family who is out of work, continue to encourage them. They need a lot of encouragement, but don't make it around the results because they don't control those. They control their efforts. 
Let's talk about finances. It's been a tough year financially for a lot of families, just with all the furlough or hours cut back, worrying about the future. And you think like our industry, all of this. I mean, in Las Vegas, for example, just the way that the hospitality world has been struggling and restaurants closed and hotels operating at smaller capacities. Like I knew a lot of musicians who were making six figures years ago that haven't worked a gig in almost nine months. And we're actually talking with Dale crying camp today at SWS Radio and he's an HR executive and actually leads a ministry that helps people find purpose and navigate through jobs and planning and finding identity and Dale it's interesting because we worry about the finances and when you're in seasons where you've been unemployed what have you learned about the way that God takes care of us and how maybe those side hustles open up new opportunities for entrepreneurship I think when I was unemployed I had to learn to accept God's grace through other people. And that's really sometimes hard for us because our own internal pride can get in the way. I was so used to being the person that picked up the check for lunch. And so when I was out meeting with people, I had to allow others to do that. And through those opportunities came introductions to people and new things just began to open up when I put my faith in God. And so often we worry about the future. See, our brains love certainty. And when you're unemployed, everything is uncertain and everything is unpredictable because we know it's going to end, but we don't know when it's going to end. And our mind tends to go to the worst. And it begins to ask all those, what I call the will questions. It's, well, will I ever find work again? Will I have to move out of town? Will we lose our house? Those are all things that are so far off in the future. That's not where we need to focus. We need to say, Lord, here I am today. Help me today. And that doesn't mean you don't have to tighten the belt. Yeah, we had to tighten the belt. We had to have honest conversations with kids about, okay, what does this mean that dad is unemployed? And I think those become important. But it's still trusting that God is where our providence is, and he does provide. And he will open doors that we don't even begin to imagine today. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio Podcast. If you enjoy the discussion, give it a five-star rating in your app store. The way the technology works, your ratings really help spread the word.